And good day, this is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And this week we are continuing with our series about uh, your identity in Christ. And uh, we're, before we get into the topic and continue the series, we're going to be talking about uh, a testimony today. Uh, my wife and I have been praying for a lady, actually, that lives two floors above us in this apartment uh, facility and complex. And this lady came to a prayer meeting uh, that we had in the lobby um, a few weeks ago, and she wanted us to pray for her because she had been having so much pain in her body, uh, whether it was from fibromyalgia or, or muscle pain. There's just a lot of pain in, in her shoulder as well. And this lady had given up the will to live. She just did not want to go on. She had been suffering so much and for so long that uh, she did not want to carry on. But she heard about our prayer meeting. Uh, she, her, she actually sent her mother to come for her because she couldn't actually leave her apartment upstairs. And we ended up going up to the apartment and laying hands on this lady. And we commanded the pain to go. We commanded life in the name of Jesus. And we didn't see any results on that first visit. And I wanted to encourage you today, if you do not rece uh, receive any results or the person still says that they're still having pain, you as a believer, we do not quit. We continue because Jesus deserves for them to be healed. And what happened was over the course of, I'd say the last six to eight weeks, we have been praying for her, speaking life, whether it be physically going to her apartment and laying hands on her, or else we have been calling her on the phone and we've been commanding life and commanding the pain to go. We've been encouraging her in Scripture. We have been giving her information about God's promises about her and who she is in Christ as a believer. And today, I actually went up to see her, and she said, I have some good news. The pain has considerably lessened. It's gone down tremendously. And to the point where she is now wondering how uh, much time it will be before she doesn't have to take her pain medication. In fact, she was about to take her pain medication the other day, and she said to herself, why am I needing to take this? Because I don't really have the pain that I once had. So it was great news to hear. The other thing is that she said that she has not been able to sleep in a bed for months and months and months. It would hurt her tremendously to lie on her back. And today, she told us uh, that she has managed to lie on her bed for an hour or hour and a half for the past few days, and for the rest of the night, she will come back out to her chair, where she had always had to sleep the full night before with no, no laying down on her bed. So that is progress. That is progress being made. And if you do not see a complete healing instantly the first time, by no means uh, give up. You must continue to blast this and just believe in God and have faith in God for him to bring about that healing because we know in the Bible that Jesus has suffered at the whipping post for everyone to be completely healed and restored back to divine health whenever they get sick. And believers, we should never really get sick actually because we should believe the provision that the Lord has made by his stripes at the whipping post. And so whenever something uh, starts to uh, 
come on in your body, like maybe uh, flu symptoms or uh, typhoid or malaria or anything specific to your region, uh, perhaps, you immediately command it to leave your body in the name of Jesus. You lay hands on yourself, or you can get another believer to lay hands on you, and you command it to go. And you do not allow that thing to take root in your body. You have to get rid of it. And you have to put your foot down and be insistent and be authoritative with it. And if you are, and you continue to uh, do this, you will see faster results, quicker results, and you will find that you are sick less often, and eventually you will not get sick at all. Particularly if you combine this with reading the Word of God continually every day, morning and night, and meditating on the Word of God, not just reading it, but thinking about it, contemplating it, and asking the Holy Spirit about these scriptures, and just having a relationship with the Lord, and keeping this uh, lifestyle, this new lifestyle that we never had before as uh, non-believers, as heathen, as yet-to-be believers. We never had this relationship with the Lord before, and now we have the opportunity to have one with Him. And with it comes a new lifestyle. It's it's uh, Christianity. It's what it is. It's being a follower of Jesus, doing as He did, same works and greater, having a relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. and believing that every word in the Bible is true, and, and especially the truth that about you, that you believe who God says you are, that you are a, a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new, and all things are of God. And just believe what God says about you. Believe his promises for you. Even though you may disagree with, your, uh, with the Bible compared to your circumstances because your circumstances aren't looking like what the Bible says, The key is to believe that the Bible is true, accept it's true. Psalm 119 verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So God's word is settled. It will not change. God does not change. He's not fickle. Believe what God's word says about you, about your circumstances, and speak to your circumstances about God, not to God about your circumstances. Amen? Do not speak to God about your circumstances. Speak to your circumstances about God and about God's Word. And speak to those things and believe the Bible over the circumstance, no matter what it is, whether it's sickness, disease, financial situation, whatever it is. There is an answer in the Word of God about that situation. So Kerry reported to us today that she is extremely happy that she is much better. Uh, And so I prayed for her again. I commanded the pain to go. And she said she was feeling better. And we're going to follow up with her. And you continue to follow up with the people that you're able to follow up with as long as they are not well until they get completely healed. And then you continue to take the opportunity to perhaps disciple them and minister to them because now they have seen the miracle of the Lord. They have seen deliverance of sickness or disease or whatever they were going through. And that is an open door now for you to show them the gospel by miracle signs and wonders that you have, an open door to continue to talk about the good things of the Lord. And they are much more likely to believe what you have to say after a miracle has occurred or a sign has happened. That's why these, 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 uh, these uh, miracles, these healings are signs 
because they're signs not to the believer, but they're a sign to the unbeliever. And this is what will help you minister more effectively when you perform a sign first. Or really, it's the Lord that performs the works through you, of course. We're not the healer. We're just the believer. Amen. And God works through us. So we're glad to hear the testimony from Kerry today. But it's very important to understand that we should continue to 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 take the ground and the territory back from the devil that the devil has stolen. In other words, we make earth look like what heaven looks like in a given situation. There are no sick people in heaven. So when you come across one on earth, you say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Sickness be gone. Cancer be gone. And those things If you believe and do not doubt in your heart, those things line up with the word and people get healed by the stripes of Christ. So we were looking at Ephesians chapter 2, and uh, we were looking at uh, verse 4 last week, and we're going to skip to verse 10. It says, For we are his workmanship. We are the workmanship of the Lord, created in Christ Jesus, it says, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So it's important to see here that you might read into this and say, well, did this lady carry, did the works, uh, did God make her sick so that uh, we would be able to lay hands on her and see her be healed? No, because that would be God, uh, that would be the father at odds with his son, and that would be uh, dangerously encroaching upon blaspheming the Holy Spirit. So, It is not God who makes people sick. It's the devil that makes people sick. It's the works of the enemy that is sickness, disease, all forms of sin, all forms of darkness is what leads people to uh, get sick and um, have depression, have a tendency to want to drink alcohol, drugs, and all all those kinds of things because that's the nature of the devil. And until you're born again, that's the nature we all have because to different degrees – uh, it expresses itself through us because we are carnal. We're not renewed in our minds. We have a, a bad. We have an old spirit, a spirit that is is that spirit that is a fallen spirit based on Genesis chapter three verse six from the garden, as we talked about before several weeks ago. And now we have a brand new spirit. Those who believe in Jesus, we have a brand new spirit. We are born again. We have the we are created in the image of God, and we go about doing good healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God is with us, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. And we need to continue to do this because people are around you, they're around us, believers, and they are sick. And it's not necessary that they remain sick once you see them. You can go over there and and allow God's works to flow through you, the power of God to flow out of you, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. If you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, as we talked about before, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters so that the Lord can flow out of you in power, in life, and that life going into that other person, it's getting them healed. And you say, well, what happens if they are uh, in the next city and I can't get to them? Over the telephone, you can speak life. Remember in the Bible, there was there several examples like the centurion servant and the centurion where the centurion servant was healed over a distance just by the faith of a centurion, and the centurion wasn't even uh, born again, and he wasn't even uh, a child of Israel. He was a Roman centurion. So it's uh, interesting that it's amazing. What if you believe in something and you don't doubt in your heart, it shall be done for you. 
Amen. And so we have to use our faith in accordance with God's will, and God's will gets accomplished upon the earth. So we are his workmanship, according to verse 10, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So today we had a confirmation uh, that works were good in this lady. We laid hands on this lady over the course of six to eight weeks. We have about once a week. And we have seen God's manifestation of his goodness and his power and his might in her body because now she is in much less pain than she was before. And we're going to continue until she's completely delivered from all sickness and all disease and can walk about just as a in normal life without any problems. So we should walk in these good works. We should walk in the works that God has prepared prepared beforehand, according to verse 10. And uh, God is with you. God is with us and ready to do those good works through you. Uh, but it takes us to agree to allow the Lord to do that. Amen. Because we could, my wife and I could easily have decided that instead of going to pray for this lady, we just wanted to watch television or look at Facebook or call our friends. But we heard this lady, her mother came downstairs for prayer. She asked for help and we didn't turn her down. We didn't doubt and say, well, maybe that's for a pastor to go uh, or someone else who work, work, works in this uh, gifts of healings. No, we are a believer and believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover according to Jesus' own uh, description in Mark chapter 16 and Matthew chapter 28 where he explains and gives uh, his disciples the great commission. If we look at uh, Colossians chapter 1, as we skip from Ephesians to Colossians, it's another letter from the Apostle Paul and to the church at Colossae. And if we jump over to verse number 9 in chapter 1, it says, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. So this is the Apostle Paul writing to this church, saying that they have, he has not ceased to pray for them, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And this is a verse that I have, now and again I have prayed over you, uh, not this particular verse, but an, an, a, another verse, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, I believe it was, so that you will have a knowledge of the uh, spirit of understanding uh, of the truth or the knowledge of God. And so this is very important to understand, to pray for people to have the knowledge of his will, the Lord's will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, because we don't want to lean on our own understanding. As Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, we need to lean on the Lord's understanding, because then if we lean on the Lord's understanding, you will see victory after victory in your life. You will understand the truth. You will believe the word of God more than what you see in front of your eyes. And what you see in front of your eyes, when you decree and declare God's word over the situation, that situation will change to come into line with the word of God. I encourage you to try it. I encourage you to put this to work in your daily circumstances. And I encourage you to email us and tell us what has happened in your life. Get 
can give some examples of what's happened uh, when you got healed by the Lord, where maybe you have been putting these lessons and these teachings to practice in practice. You've been decreeing and declaring over some uh, situations in your family, in your own life yourself, and you have seen God move. And so I want you to please email us. We would love to hear your testimonies. Touchofgodradio at gmail.com. That's touchofgodradio at gmail.com. And we encourage you to please get in touch with us. We also receive your prayer requests at that same email address, touchofgodradio at gmail.com. We will be happy and more than obliged to pray for you and speak life over your body if you're sick in your body. In Jesus' name. So as we continue to read verse 10, uh, it says, So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of Him. So we are to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Well, what is that? It is to do as Jesus told us to do in the Great Commission. It's to, it's also the two great commandments that Jesus responded with to the question he was asked, to love the Lord thy God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love your Do what you would want done to yourself, to your neighbor. Help out your, your neighbor down the road. Help out someone who you meet in the street. Everybody is your neighbor. It's not just the person who lived next door to you, like we usually think. And we are supposed to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, being holy and blameless before Him. And remember, God indwells you if you are born again today. God indwells you. That means God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are within you, and they are waiting to help and do good works through you to bring you into an understanding of the truth. That's the Holy Spirit. One of the Holy Spirit's jobs and tasks is to help you understand the Word of God and help you communicate with uh, Jesus and the Father, bring all things to your remembrance as you read the Word of God and the Scriptures. And uh, the Holy Spirit is so wonderful and helpful in everyday life. If you have a relationship with the Lord, if you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and you communicate with the Holy Spirit, your day can be so much better than it was before when you try and think of how to resolve problems yourself. If you would just go to the Lord and say, Lord, please help me. Holy Spirit, please guide me. Guide me in this. Should I do this or should I do this? Should I do A or should I do B or should I do C? And if you think about A, then you compare it to the feeling you get in your spirit with B and the same for C and go after the most peaceful feeling. And maybe you want to take a little while to confirm it with the Lord. Don't make a rash decision. Take every decision to the Lord and take every thought captive also into the obedience of Christ according to the word of God. Amen. So we are supposed to bear fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So we're supposed to bear fruit. Fruit is, we're supposed to do good because that is a fruit. 
laying hands on the sick is fruit. It's good works, making disciples, loving on people, helping people in situations. If you're not sure about what a good work is or what good fruit is, just look at what Jesus did for everyone in the Word of God. Look at Jesus' life on the earth and see, and those are great examples because he is our example. Amen. He was, he came to the earth as a man in right relationship with God, the Father. Amen. And the Father worked through him. So as we continue to read the scriptures, in verse 11, uh, or just before we get to 11, it says, an increasing in the knowledge of God. We don't want to increase in the knowledge of carnal things like sports or Facebook or things that are distracting you from knowing the truth of the Word of God. We need to spend uh, our time studying the Word so that we can increase in the knowledge of God because then you will be living the life that God created for you to live as the person He created you to be. You don't want to be anyone less than who God created you to be. You don't want to be molded or conformed to this world. Remember chapter 12, verse 2 of Romans. The Apostle Paul says in his letter to the Romans in that verse, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so it goes on. But it says, it starts by saying, do not be conformed to this world. If you're not spending time in the Word, if you're not spending time with the Lord, You are being conformed to this world, whether you realize it or whether you do not realize it. How many of you believe and understand that the devil is not always very obvious in our daily life? A habit starts as a very small thing, a bad habit, and it grows bigger. Sin is not absolutely blatantly obvious when it first begins. It it starts as something very small and gets bigger. And it's almost in disguise. You cannot tell it until all of a sudden one day you realize you're in trouble and you need the deliverance from the Lord. But we know we never want to get that far. We, As soon as we slip, as soon as we realize we're in sin as believers, we need to go to the Lord immediately and the Lord will forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness in our conscience if we confess our sins according to the book of 1 John, chapter 1, verse 9. Because God is good. Jesus has paid on the cross for your redemption and to be free of sin and to be free of all forms of death, according to Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. And all forms of death, meaning a spiritual death, also other forms of death are a sickness and disease because when death grows up as a sickness, it ends up ending your physical body's life, ends up killing you, so to speak. And so death always starts small in a lot of cases, especially. Not always, but sometimes death can come with a car accident and it's very quick. But when it's sickness or disease, it's not always right away. It can start off small, like cancer. Cancer starts off small. It lives off the life of the body it's in and it grows up and eventually it consumes Uh, the body to the point where the body cannot fight it anymore. It's too strong for the immune system. And the cancer is too strong for the immune system. And the body starts to fail and the body dies. So that's why that 
is an example of a form of death. It's a work of the enemy. Sin and sickness are uh, forms of death from the same tree. And so we must be cognizant of these things and watch out for them. And also help other people that are having trouble in those situations and set them free by having faith in the Lord, decreeing and declaring a person's uh, deliverance over them, commanding the sickness to go from their bodies, teaching them about Jesus, how good he is with your testimony, and let them decide, make that decision for the Lord. Amen? Because you may be the only person in your street that knows who you are in Christ, that carries this good news up your street, down your street, and there may may be plenty of people in darkness, blinded by the devil to the truth. They don't know the truth. They don't know that Jesus can set them free. They may just have no hope left, and Jesus can use you, and Jesus can set them free through your voice, your words that the Holy Spirit will give you in the hour that you need them for that person. Amen. And if, you, if any of you want to be used by God, just allow him to use you. You can be used by God. And even if you don't want to be used by God, we really have no choice as believers. If we are to be obedient to the Lord, we must allow the Lord to work through us. We must bear good fruit because we remember we were created for good works. Going back to Ephesians 2, verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So let's do some good works every day. Let's have a relationship with the Lord. Let's spend time in the secret place with the phone turned off, with the radio turned down, just time with the Lord in in quietness. Amen. And have that relationship with him and you will find the truth and you will be a blessing to other people. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, according to the Word of God. But we need to be a blessing to others. Amen. And it's very simple. Just allow the Lord to speak through you, understand who you are, lay hands on the sick, tell people about Jesus, love on them, whatever their need is. Go to the Lord, or if you have what they need, just give it to them. Amen. So you have been listening to Touch of God. My name is Pastor Mark Whelan. And it's been an honor to uh, come to you today. And if you'd like us to pray for you, our email address is touchofgodradio at gmail.com. Touchofgodradio at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook at Touch of God Radio. Uh, in, in the search box, Touch of God Radio on Facebook and also YouTube. You can look at the videos of these recordings as well on YouTube under Touch of God Radio. So until next week, let me just speak life right now from the top of your heads to the soles of your feet. I command all sickness, all disease to go now, all pain to leave your bodies in Jesus' name. Stomachs be healed, be whole. Arms be loosed, muscles, tendons, ligaments, joints, and bones be loosed of your stiffness, be loosed of your impurities and toxins in the muscles body be aligned, be healed, be whole in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and have a blessed week.